Hey guys, my name is Carlos. Most of y'all know me as Cargo. I'm the host for the Go For Two podcast, where I break down the offseason to see how teams got better or worse through free agency in the draft. I create team reports and, of course, do a lot of mock drafts. And during the regular season, I hit you with all the fantasy football information and cover all the big headlines. And, of course, got to cover the playoffs, where I break down matchup and predict winners. Not all the time, of course. But welcome to season four. Let's go for it. Alrighty, guys. Today's team is going to be the Chicago Bears. So last year, the Bears ended up with a 3-14 and record. They were fourth in the NFC North, thus the number one overall pick for the Chicago Bears. Head coach Matt Eberflus enters his second season as the head coach. Justin Fields uh, last year had over 2,200 yards. Uh, passing 17 touchdowns, 11 interceptions, 1,100 yards rushing, 8 touchdowns. David Montgomery with uh, 100 and, uh, 800 yards rushing, 5 touchdowns, 316 yards receiving, and 1 receiving touchdown. Khalid Herbert, 731 yards on the ground, 4 touchdowns. Cole Komet was the leading receiver from last year with 544 yards, seven touchdowns. Darnell Mooney, 493 yards receiving, two touchdowns. Equia St. Brown, 323 yards, one receiving touchdown. So as you can tell from some of these stats, um, the Bears uh, were not very good on offense. They scored about 19 points per game, which was 23rd ranked in the league. Their passing attack, um, 130 yards per game, which was worst in the NFL. Uh, the bright spot for the Chicago Bears was the rushing attack with uh, 173 yards rushing on the ground, which is the best in the NFL. With 58 sacks allowed, that was fourth most in the NFL. On defense, Eddie Jackson, four interceptions. Kyler Gordon, three interceptions. Jaquan Brisker, the leading sack man from last year uh, with four sacks. Justin Jones, Travis Gibson, three sacks. Um, this defense allowed 375 yards of total offense per game, which was fourth most in the NFL. They allowed 218 yards passing per game, 16th most in the NFL. And then they allowed 157 yards rushing per game, which was second most in the NFL. So last year, the Chicago Bears only had 20 sacks last year. Um, obviously, that makes them the worst in the league. Uh, just a small comparison, Nick Bosa had 21 and a half sacks last year. So some key losses for the uh, Chicago Bears. Um, David Montgomery heads to the rival Detroit Lions. Nicholas Morrow. Um, some of the key additions, obviously, the big trade for DJ Moore. Um, they added Nate Davis, Deontay Foreman, Robert Tunyon, Tremaine Edmonds, TJ Edwards. On defense, um, Rasheed Green, Demarcus Walker, Andrew Billings. And yesterday, they just signed Yannick Ngakwe. Um, in the draft, um, with the 10th overall pick, they decided to go with offensive tackle Darnell Wright out of Tennessee. Um, they opted to skip the defensive lineman Jalen Carter out of Georgia for other reasons. Um, in the second round, 
Uh, they went with Gervin Dexter Sr. out of Florida. They went with the defensive back Tariq Stevenson um, out of Miami. In the third round, they went back to the defensive line with Zach Pickens out of South Carolina. In the fourth round, they go with a couple of offensive playmakers and running back Roshan Johnson out of UT, um, Tyler Scott out of Cincinnati. In the fifth round, they go with a couple of defensive players and linebacker Noah, Noah Sewell out of Oregon, cornerback Terrell Smith out of Minnesota. In the seventh round, they added um, some guys, defensive lineman Travis Bell and safety Kendrell Williamson. Justin Fields now enters his third season as a full-time starter. With the big trade that the Chicago Bears made, trading the first overall pick to the Carolina Panthers, um, it's just more reinforcement that Justin Fields is going to be the guy moving forward into Chicago. Hopefully this move doesn't you know, come back to haunt them, um, as we've seen that the Bears have not been successful in selecting quarterbacks in the draft. Um, but, you know, the biggest thing for Justin Fields is, is are we going to see the Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, you know, jump into the elite MVP category? I don't think so. But with the addition of DJ Moore, um, DJ Moore is a guy who from Carolina has put up over a thousand yards receiving over the last couple of years um, with Lesser at the quarterback position, um, which is why I think he can have a, uh, a nice little jump. I don't know if it's going to get him to that elite status of Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen. Um, but this should be a fun offense to watch. Um, they added Chase Claypool during the season last year. Um, as a rookie, Chase Claypool shown flashes of big-time playmaking ability. I think another, another year in this offense should make him more comfortable. And I think the biggest thing for him is – he might not necessarily be a wide receiver one, but I think he can be a really good wide receiver two in this offense. Um, you also have another guy like Darnell Mooney, who last year was supposed to carry the weight of being the wide receiver one, and I don't think he's necessarily that guy. Um, I think he's going to be that speed guy on the outside um, who can really just um, take a play unscripted and make a big play out of it. I think him in the slot would be a, a nice little trio for them. They have some nice depth as well with Equius St. Brown um, and Vellis Jr. They also added fourth-round pick Tyler Scott out of Cincinnati. I really like his game. He's a smaller, shiftier wide receiver um, who might be able to help out as well in the return game. They also gave Cole Komet an extension as well. Uh, they want to get him more involved in the offense. I really like this player out of Notre Dame. Um, already a great blocker, and I think he's really starting to build a strong connection with Justin Fields. Um, you know, as far as fantasy value for any of these guys, it's going to be a kind of a wait and see. I think Cole Komet is a guy you can take a, a chance on later in your fantasy football drafts um, as a guy who can possibly get you a touchdown um, and nice, some nice production as well during the season. Um, the one thing I do worry about um, is this run game. Obviously, it was the best in football last year, but it's about uh, Justin Fields, you know, uh, taking that many type of hits. You know, are they going to be able to help, you know, shoulder the load with some of these guys in, in the uh, running back position? I like Khalid Herbert. I think he's got some nice little pop to him. Um, you pair him up with Deontay Foreman, kind of a bigger um, downhill runner. Um, 
this should be a nice little uh, group here. And then I really like the addition of fourth round pick Roshan Johnson out of UT. Um, you probably don't know much about him because he was Bijan Robinson's backup. But Roshan Johnson, another big physical downhill runner who originally came to UT to play as a quarterback, but with all the additions and quarterback, moved to running back. And I think um, as the year goes on, if there's an injury at the running back position, I expect him to take over. Um, you know, either later in the season or possibly next year, be a guy who gets some more carries. Um, this offensive line was obviously one of the biggest struggles of last year. Now, with the most cap space in the NFL, the Chicago Bears addressed that by bringing in Nate Davis from the Tennessee Titans. He's a really good run blocker. And then obviously, with the uh, pick of Darnell Wright, uh, moving over to right tackle uh, the Bears last year struck gold with uh, left tackle Braxton Jones in the fifth round. Um, they're hoping that they have two offensive tackles that they can kind of lock in uh, for the next 10 to 15 years here. Um, former second round pick Tevin Jenkins has improved um, over the last couple of years. Um, he returns as a starter along with uh, center Cody Whitehair. Um, this offense is definitely trending in a positive direction. Um, as for this defense, this was obviously one of the worst in the def defenses in the league last year. Um, you talk about, you know, all the players that they've lost over the last couple of years, you know, Khalil Mack, Roquan Smith, Robert Quinn, Hakeem Hicks, um, you know, so obviously there's a lot of holes and, you know, with them, you know, being one of the worst teams in getting after the quarterback and stopping the run. The Bears used a lot of that cap space um, on guys like Rasheem Green and Demarcus Walker. Demarcus Walker had seven sacks last year. Um, he's going to help out a young group at the edge position. Trevins, Travis Gibson had three sacks last year. He'll compete with last year's fifth-round peak, Dominic Robinson, who had about a sack and a half, but you know played well throughout the last season. And I knew that the Bears needed to bring in another edge rusher, and they did that with Yannick Ngakwe. Um, he's very familiar with Matt Eferflues from their time in Minneapolis. So I think this is a really good addition. Um, they needed somebody to get after the, the quarterback. I mean, when you talk about last year, your safety is the leading sack man. Um, I, I think that's going to be a, a, a tough hill to climb there. Um, but yeah, like I said, in the draft, instead of taking Jalen Carter at the ninth overall pick, um, they, the Bears ended up using, ended up using three pat three draft picks on the interior of the defensive linemen. Like, it's not to take away from these guys, but I just think um, they really needed to rebuild this defensive line. But I do think there's some positive um, stuff here with um, Gervin Dexter, the second-round pick, and Zach Piggins, the third-round pick. Uh, both really good athletes. Um, they want to provide some pass rush up the middle. That's kind of Matt Eberflus's, um scheme design. They build from the middle of the defense out. So. Um, the Bears didn't stop with the page, uh, the, the checkbook after that. You know, they went right back to the linebacker position. They brought Trayman Trayman Edmonds to replace Roquan Smith. Um, Tremaine is actually only still 24 years old. He came into the NFL very young. And I think with the with Matt Eberflus, I think he'll be able to, to, to help develop him. Um, he helped develop a guy like Shaq Leonard back in Indianapolis. 
They also brought a hometown kid in TJ Edwards. Uh, TJ Edwards was an undrafted player who signed with Philadelphia, played in Chicago, is from Chicago. So I love um, that aspect of that. Um, and then they also drafted uh, in the fifth round, Noel Sewell. Um, so this is another brother rivalry that they have going on with. Obviously, the Detroit Lions have Panay Sewell. Um, and they also have um, Amaran St. Brown. And they have Equia St. Brown. So um, I like the little rivalry within the rivalry, if, if you will. Um, I think Noel Sewell at some point might have to go against his brother, um, that should be fun to watch. You know, the Noah Sewell from Oregon is a guy who plays without fear. Um, kind of, you know, that rich reminds me a little bit of the rich tradition that the Chicago Bears have at linebacker with Mike Singletary, Brian Erlacher. Um, those are just some to name a few. Um, don't forget about Jack Sanborn, um, who last year was an undrafted player who became kind of a fan favorite for them with all the um, losses on defense. He did have his ankle injury that sidelined him, so hopefully he can come back and play at a high level along with some of these guys. Um, the secondary is really young and talented. I think this is kind of like one of my favorite secondaries to kind of watch this year. Um, it starts with Eddie Jackson in the back end. Jaquan Brisker, last year's second-round pick, um, was literally all over the field. I mean, he led the team in sacks, um, you know, can obviously play in the back end as well. He is like the Swiss Army knife of this defense. Um, I can't wait to see what he'll do in year two. Um, and then the cornerback group is obviously led by Jalen Johnson, another former second-round pick, um, along with uh, last year's second-round pick, Kyler Gordon, who had three interceptions. Um, he has a really cool little uh, uh, interception celebration. He does a little Spider-Man thing. If you haven't seen it yet, uh, you might soon hear and, of course, in the Chicago Bears, they go right back to the second round with another defensive back in Tariq Stevenson. Um, just to give them some more depth, um, I like what they're doing here. Um, these guys are – I think they're all going to find a way to put them on the field. Um, Tariq Stevenson is a big physical corner. And then they also have another guy that they added in the fifth round with Terrell Smith who could play some special teams here. So, um, all in all, I like – what the Bears did this offseason. Uh, I mean, it couldn't get worse than last year if you, you really think about it. Uh, but now I think there's a lot of, you know, questions that have been answered essentially. Um, and I think the Bears will automatically double their wins from last year. So at least uh, six we, uh, six wins this year. Um, there's a strong chance that they could compete for a wild card if they get hot. Um, but I think ultimately, um, I think this, time st this team still needs some time to gel. Um, I think they're a team that can get hot late in the season. Um, they're just a couple pieces away from really being um, a playoff contender. Um, and let's not forget that the Bears, who trade that first overall pick, are already sitting with two picks in the first round next year. Possibly, if it works out well for them, they could have two picks in the top ten. And as far as like looking to their you know, their schedule. Um, just a couple things kind of stuck out to me. I think week one against the Green Bay Packers, I feel like everybody feels like that's a lock for the the uh, Chicago Bears. But I'm actually going to take the Green Bay Packers uh, uh, as an upset, a surprise loss to Jordan Love, who I'm sure they don't really have a lot of film or tape on him. So it'll be kind of hard to go against them. And then um, I have them beating the Buccaneers. Um, then they go on a little bit of a losing spring with the Kansas City Chiefs, Denver Broncos. 
I think they beat the Washington Commanders uh, Thursday night game. Um, week six with Minnesota, um, I think they pull a little bit of an upset win on a short week. Um, they beat the Raiders. Um, they lose to the Chargers, lose to the Saints. Um, and then week 10, they go against Carolina on a Thursday night. Um, I think this is a really huge game just because of the implications of what will happen in the draft next year. And I think the Carolina Panthers are going to come out really motivated to want to beat Justin. I mean, it's going to be Bryce Young versus Justin Fields. It's Chicago possibly looking at their Patrick Mahomes once again, or, you know, uh, or even the Deshaun Watson, you know, of this draft, because obviously they passed on these guys uh, to go with Justin Fields. So that'll be fun to watch. Um, and then a loss to Detroit, a loss to the Vikings on a Monday night. They have a bye week. Um, and then they have kind of a tough stretch this last couple of games. Now they go um, against the Lions again. I, I think they win. They just uh, bounce back win for them. Um, and then week 15 against the Browns, um, I have them losing. Week 17 to the Arizona Cardinals, I have them winning that game. Uh, for obvious reasons. Atlanta Falcons towards the end of the season probably will be trying to play for possibly a playoff spot. And I, I think, um, you know, the Bears will lose to them. And then the Packers, uh, and then they'll um, uh, beat the Packers uh, week 18, you know, for some revenge for week one. Um, so I have them possibly winning about six to seven games. Um, it should be fun to watch the Chicago Bears just want to say thank you guys for listening. Make sure you guys follow me on social media. And always just remember, go for two.